The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 205, everybody, on a Wednesday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Of course, you know what today is? Hump day. I feel like you can do better than that. Well, you didn't say anything. I was waiting for you to lead out. and. Well, you know how uh, when, the, uh, when a professional uh, sports franchise, the NHL specifically, gets a new player, and they go for their pregame skate. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, Everybody yeah. stops, and the guy, the new guy goes out and does a... So I was trying to set that up for you, but that's fine. I feel like I would do much worse of a job than you and Jay Lynn together. So what? What does that mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, yes, doing it the, alone. But the rookie in the NHL would do much less of a job than the whole team. We have another Wednesday opportunity later this month. I'll be right. sure to bring my A game. Hump day. That's how you do it. Uh, hey, we're going to have uh, 18 holes of golf at the Ranch uh, Golf and uh, Country Club to give away again today. We'll do it at some odd time, though, Brad. Sure, yeah. So we get different. I know some listeners listen to us all day, uh, but others don't. So we'll try and do it at a different time, maybe earlier in the show for those, I was going to say those moms and dads waiting to pick up the kids, but I guess school's out, so that's not happening. So those moms and dads looking out the window wishing the kids would <laughs> shut up. Yeah, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're daydreaming about the yeah. bus pulling up, but instead they're in the living room watching TV and playing yeah. with their toys and yelling at the top of their lungs. Didn't we do a story last week that said it takes, on average, 13 days for a parent to lose their patience with children during summer holidays? Yeah. 13 uh, days. You'd think it'd be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you kind of would. Uh, hey, a couple of things for today as well. Very excited to uh, welcome to the show uh, sometime in the next hour, uh, Minister of Transport and MLA for Edmonton Highlands, Norwood, Brian Mason, of course, announcing this morning that he will not run again. It's <laughs> worth playing twice, isn't it, Brad? Let's just play it right now. Here. This is him. This is Brian Mason making his announcement this morning. Good morning, and thank you all for coming. So I will not be running again in the next election. Does anyone have any questions? <laughs> uh, that's Eight what seconds. I actually. That's what I love about that guy. Eight seconds. <laughs> Eight seconds. And it was preceded by his press secretary coming out saying that he'll make a statement and then take questions. And yeah. that, that was the statement. Well, and typically with statements from any level of government, you're anticipating five, seven, maybe ten <laughs> minutes of, yeah. I've had a great career as a politician. Mm-hmm. I started at this point. I'm finishing now. <laughs> I accomplished these things in between. No. He's an ex-bus driver. He's used to keeping a schedule. That's what he was there. <laughs> he was there when he was supposed to be. He nailed it, and that was it. So. Yeah. I've always enjoyed talking to Brian Mason. I'm really looking forward to talking to him again. And back uh, when I was doing mornings, he was on quite often, especially when he was the uh, leader of the NDP. And we had a newsreader here, I know you'll all remember, Ed Mason, and I constantly called him Ed. (laughs) (laughs) And he he would always, well, thank you, Andrew. And then just, he never pointed it out. So I shouldn't have put that thought in my head because that will come up. But you know hour. what? That's a, it's funny you mentioned that. That's such a, a good quality in, in a politician. Yeah. You know, he just, you know what? He made a mistake. It's I'm here on the show. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. He knows who I am. He just had a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, Let's exactly. just have a good conversation, not, oh, well, Andrew, uh, 
My name's actually Brian, and uh, this could be the first and last time I'm ever on your show. So Exactly. And you didn't throw me under the bus. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll. I know I am. Do you remember, um, was it Fred Horn? I want to say was the uh, Minister of, uh, Minister of uh, Health. Doug Horn. Doug Horn, right, thanks. See, I'm, I am on a roll. So Doug Horn, Minister of Health, he's uh, probably my biggest uh, screw-up as a uh, questioner because I had him on the show but didn't know I was going to get him on the show. And uh, so you know how producers are. Hey, Brad. Yeah, sure do. They're working behind the scenes all the time to try and get you the best possible show put together, and sometimes it's not done by 2 o'clock. So you're on air, and then you think you're going to go in one direction, and suddenly the producer runs in, nobody sees this, and shoves a piece of paper in front of you uh, to tell you that uh, somebody's on hold. We've gotten them. They're on, you know, so it's just you got to, it's go time, right? So Doug Horn? Yes. Fred Horner? No, there was another Horn. Doug, was it Doug Horner? Doug. Oh, this is Man. awful. Well, I just, that was the previous government. I've had my, my, my focus on the new one. I... Fred Horn, no. Let's try Doug Horn. This is awful. Doug Horner. Was, was it Horner? Yeah. Yeah. Horner. Doug Horner. Oh, Doug Horner was the finance minister. I'm thinking of Fred Horn. I was right. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so he's suddenly on hold, and I've got this piece of paper in front of me. The story was that they were going to privatize, uh, or they were looking to privatize um, the labs that did something for the Alberta, I don't know, for Alberta. I don't even know what the story was. And, and so, it, but I was supposed to know, so I just... Because you know at some point the producer says to you, hey, I'm going to try and get this person to talk about that. And you think, well, you'll never get him with this. I mean, we're going to air, so you're not going to... So I didn't read the story. So suddenly I've got this piece of paper that he's on hold, and I'm digging in my pile of paper to try and find where that article might be so I can ask some kind of sensible question off the top and can't find it. You know what that's like, right? So I'm searching through the pile. I can't find it, but i got to take him. He's on hold. So I take him, and I, and I say, uh, uh, Mr. Horn, healthcare. How's it going? <laughs> How's that old healthcare thing going? Yeah. To which he replied, another great guy, he replied, great question. <laughs> and then just ran with it. I was like, oh, thank you so much. That's fantastic. I know. We're also going to uh, speak with Bev Eslinger. Uh, what ward does uh, Bev represent? Ward 2, isn't it? It is. Yep. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, Bev Eslinger. And we're going to talk to her specifically about uh, new a new report uh, that's going to be voted on by uh, City Council, I think, next week, I want to say, with regard to Edmonton Development's new ones and uh, them having to meet certain predictable contributions to the community. I read the article several times. And I don't understand it, honestly. So I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not alone, and Bev will uh, be on the air to to sort that out for us. I'll tell you who's not going to be uh, joining us today. Who's that? That's uh, the owner of the convenience store <laughs> uh, out in uh, Spruce Grove, who I, I said to you this morning, is, is there any way we can get this guy? Because it turns out, and this is, of course, the uh, the uh, convenience store, the uh, Ready Mart, which has become an accidental tourist attraction as a result of this uh, viral video of a woman falling through the <laughs> falling through the roof, <laughs> and, and the police arresting her and her boyfriend for trying to use a, a stolen credit card, it's it, TMZ had it on. I mean, it's it's gone around the world. 
And, uh, you know, we should have done this days ago, probably. I should have thought to say, yeah. but I had no idea how big this was going to get, but it's gotten huge. And and the owner of the store is saying, basically, that lots of people are just finding excuses now to visit the store, not necessarily buy anything, but they just want to see the hole in the ceiling, which has been repaired, and they want to kind of get a... It's an accidental tourist attraction. And he uh, graciously declined our invitation, but I understand why. He's, oh, me too. He's gotten enough... He's a convenience store owner. He'd like to sell some chocolate bars. I don't think he... He never expected this to happen. Right. Even when it did happen, it was much like you and I. I mean, it, it was hilarious. Yes. But I never thought that it would go viral to the extent that it has. <laughs> no. It's been on CBS, NBC, oh, all over um, south of the border. <laughs> what I think would even make things better is if they had an outline chalk outline of, of where she's of where she fell <laughs> take a picture beside it and uh, start charging five bucks actually that's not a bad idea no and see if we and he's a, a bit of a hero too because the the two individuals who work there and I, i'm guessing this is this individual and his wife right yes he's at the door kind of blocking their escape uh, before police arrive and even after police arrive he helps apprehend at first or or sort out what's going on in his store but i'm guessing it's his wife who's behind the counter that i actually find 10 times more entertaining because she just looks like everybody's wife like she's just got her arms crossed and she's just staring <laughs> is this really happening in yes, the store right now? Like, let's, can we get this done could you have just gone to another corner store <laughs> yeah you know what go to the back go into the ceiling i know and just hopefully if you don't get out i don't really care but i have customers waiting right, right. now. this is just wasting my time hopefully uh and i'm assuming they were trying to use the credit card by the way i don't no, the the charge of using a stolen credit card or possession of stolen uh, property will be the charge. I'm sure if it, had, you know, I'm sure. But they were trying to buy a pop or something, so it was just such a stupid purchase, anyways. But I'm sure they were just using the credit card to see if it would go through. Yeah, see if it goes through. But even then, I mean, if it's going to go through, and this, I sound like I'm a criminal in the making or something. But well, if you're going to, ma- well, no, if you're going to make a transaction to see if it goes through, I mean, why not stock up? And see if it goes through. Just okay, I'm going to get this 49 cents. Well, maybe because Coke or whatever. Yeah. Well, perhaps you want to try it on a small item, thinking that maybe that won't uh, alert anyone. Like maybe they yeah, don't maybe. check on. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I just found it kind of funny that they said, "Okay, our first stop is going to be the Ready Mart. We're yeah. going to get, get a Twix and a can of Coke. We're heading. It's it. You know, it's somewhat reminiscent. And our listeners uh, can remind me who this was. Six thirty, six thirty. This has to be thirty years ago down in Calgary. But there was somebody, uh, some very dangerous individual that was in Calgary. Police had been searching for them. I don't don't recall what the circumstances were, and uh, he'd been spotted in Calgary. So Calgary police were on high alert to try and find this guy. And citizens were told, and as I say, this was 30, 35 years ago, uh, not to approach him. Like, this guy's very, very dangerous, right? And who captured him? A um, security guy at the bay. <laughs> he was trying to steal soap. And Come like, on. Yeah, and one of those, you know, guys not in uniform that walk around oh, and make sure kids don't steal candy bars. Loss prevention officers. Is that what they're called now? Back then, I think they were called store detectives or something but okay yeah but he just saw the guy and tackled him wow yeah this armed and dangerous individual hugely dangerous who individual. needed a shower apparently yeah <laughs> decided to take some soap there there and there it is again caught with a stolen credit card trying to buy a pop this guy caught by a store detective trying to steal soap Anyway, speaking of, uh, before we take a break, speaking of accidental accidental things, of course, the accidental beach 
has reappeared now in the city of Edmonton. You know, we've talked about this, Brad, on the show, about what the city should be doing, uh, or in our humble opinion, what the city should be doing instead of making a... Uh, uh, a mountain out of a molehill, just, you know, put in some parking restrictions, uh, throw some garbage cans down, and uh, let's call it a day. So it, it appears as though that's exactly what they've done. But as a uh, cautionary uh, tale to the rest of you, uh, they feel that they were caught off guard last year, but this year they are much better prepared. So you should be aware that the City of Edmonton Parking Enforcement uh, will be uh, there all summer long, keeping an eye on the parking restrictions. So and giving tickets. So depending on what side of 98A Avenue people decide to park on, different parking rules will apply. One half is two-hour parking for anyone to use, while the other side is for local residents only. You must have a valid permit. It's all signed, so you know what you're supposed to be doing. And at last count, enforcement uh, officials had already issued, uh, they'd been to the neighborhood 30 times and issued seven tickets. So they're issuing tickets, rightfully so. Of course. There's additional garbage cans and there's some uh, porta-potties down there. So I think they've got their bases pretty much covered. We'll yeah, see how it turns me, out. Me too. I think the other part of enforcement down there will have to be open containers, drinking yeah. in public, that sort of thing. But that's just good beach conduct. You know, aside from the fact this is an accidental beach, that's just good beach conduct. And, and, anyway, I grew up in Prince Edward Island. You don't, in provincial and uh, in federal parks, have open liquor. You don't bring styrofoam coolers down because they tend to break when some idiot friend of yours sits on them. Uh, you carry your garbage back out of the area, whatever you brought in. If garbage containers are full, uh, you bag it up and take it with you and dispose of it somewhere else. Just be good neighbors. Just treat it like you're going to any park in our city. Right. We have dozens and dozens of parks. Exactly. And it's the exact same situation. Yeah. If you bring your food or you, you bring some liquid containers, when you leave, you throw it out. Yeah. It's really that simple. It, it, it honestly is. Uh, all right, we'll take our first uh, break. When we come back, a story I've been sitting on for quite some time, the top 10 obscure ticket-triggering driving rules in Canada. You know how much we like to talk about driving here on the show, and uh, I've got the top most obscure driving rules in our country. So, uh, Brad, thanks to our uh, great listeners, of which this show has the best listeners anywhere uh, in Edmonton and probably beyond. Uh, so many people have now told me who it was I was referring to that was arrested uh, in Calgary by a Bay employee. This is one rough guy. Charles Ning was his name, a serial killer who committed numerous crimes in the United States. He is believed to have raped, tortured, and murdered between 11 and 25 victims with his accomplice Leonard Lake, if who I'm not mistaken, took his own life rather than be incarcerated. It, was, uh, it all happened at Lake's cabin in California. Um, about 60 miles from Sacramento. After his 1985, so I, 85, so that was what, 23, yeah, it was. Yeah, 33 years. Wow. Uh, he, after his arrest and imprisonment in Canada on robbery and weapons charges, followed by a lengthy dispute between Canada and the United States, Ning was extradited to California, tried and convicted of 11 murders. He is currently on death row at San Quentin. Wow. That's the guy who. Took was, some soap. Yeah, taken down for stealing soap. Man. Well, good thing they got him. I mean, the, like we, yeah. we joked before the break about, oh, he was taken down for stealing some soap, but credit to that. Uh, Absolutely. Store who I detective. believe. Who I believe, by the way. And again, I'm going by. You know, I'm old and I don't remember my grandkids' names, but 
I'm pretty sure the store detective was actually an ex-police officer. They usually are. Yeah. I worked with one years ago when I was working at Zeller's as a teenager. And he was, um, he was a police officer for a while, then started to run his own private uh, detective business. So he did that on the side as well as doing loss prevention. He was there for about two years. It's like he took down an army. This guy had an really? eye out for everything. Hmm. And he would just casually, say it's in the fashion department, and he notices two young teenage girls that look a little... Oh, profiling, was he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And well, that's basically their job because you see them on camera, right? So, and he would just casually walk through the clothing department and just kind of pick up a shirt, (laughs) peek over, (laughs) yeah, and just wait. And sure enough, they would go to the dressing room or something, or they'd take the clothes that they wanted to, to eventually steal, go to a different department, do the shoulder checks and just stuff it in their, in their purse. And he would just slowly walk behind them. The buzzer would go off, or sometimes it would Yeah, because they have to leave the store, right? right they haven't exactly. committed a crime until they've left the store. Exactly. And he would just always calmly tap him on the shoulder. Come on. <laughs> I back saw what we you go. did. Yeah, back we go. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing how good he was at it, and I'm sure a lot of them are. But just, uh, just the traffic, because you end up having to call the police if they've committed some sort of other crime. So are you saying you did you did that job as well, or you just worked there? I just worked there, but... Uh, did they call the police, or did they call the parents? Both. Always both. both? Always both. So the parents would have to meet the police there? Yep. And then typically what happened after that? Typically it would be just a go home with your parents. We've given you a ticket for, for shoplifting. Mm. Um, don't come back here for a year a year ban type of thing. Right, yeah. And then I think the biggest punishment is from the parents, though, and that's why they call them. Yeah. If they're under 18, keep in mind. Well, you hope that right. the biggest punishment is oh, from the parents. Our lunchroom was, the stairs to our lunchroom was right across the hall from the, the loss prevention office, and I would purposely walk by there sometimes if I saw him catch to, someone. To see them in tears? To see them in tears. That just they've see, never done it before and they'll never do it again? Never done it before, never do it again, but the parents, they had that, look of when oh, yeah. we get home <laughs> yeah. you think this is bad right now wait till i shut the door and we sit down and talk <laughs> and talk about the penalty you're gonna have uh, it's, yeah. it's a fascinating career to me really it sounds like a good retirement job i i feel like i would be well suited to that job he was uh in his mid-50s or so yeah, yeah. and he, again he had been a cop for a while and then retired and did the private detective did, stuff did you ever get caught uh, shoplifting never did Honestly. Would you admit to it on air if you had? Of course. It would have been, if I had, it would have been 15 plus years ago. I, I, I got caught shoplifting. Did you? By my dad, not the store owner. There was a back in uh, Winnipeg, and I wouldn't have been very old, six or seven years old. And, you know, back then there wasn't all these big box stores and everything. So if you found a great hardware store, you want to carry, you know, you want to keep a great relationship with that hardware store, right? Yeah. And there was one, I believe, on Cordon Avenue, I think it was in Winnipeg, that my dad would go to constantly to buy uh, you know, things that he would then break when he got home while trying to use. <laughs> but uh, they had a they had a bin of uh, water pistols, and I asked my dad if he would buy me a water pistol. I recall they were five cents, and they were very colorful water pistols. He said no, for whatever reason. My dad was a pretty gracious guy, but wasn't having a water pistol that day. So I was walking around the store with the water pistol, and then I s- slipped it down my pants and out the store we went. No one caught us. And when I got home, of course, I started playing with the water pistol. My dad knew right away where that had to have come from. He accused me. I didn't deny it. 
So he drove me back to the hardware store. Oh, no. Yes, it was so awful. I mean, awful enough that I still remember it to this day. I had to walk into the hardware store, ask for the owner, tell him what I had done, and you would think, you know, the owner would be like, oh, listen, it's a five-cent water pistol, whatever. Nope. The owner lectured me for a good ten minutes on how much theft cost him and his operator, you know, it was a good lesson in small business, to be honest with you, while my dad just stood there and watched. And I had my dad said I had to offer to work off. I don't know how long you work to work off five cents, but he declined that offer, but banned me for a year. So when my dad would go to the store, I'd have to stand outside. And never it was again after that? Oh, never again. Never, ever again. At least, you know, no, never, ever again. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.